Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, returned after a week's absence. I know you missed me. Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this oh-so-important and auspicious episode of Corbin versus the World. That's right, I'm busting out my $10 words for this particular episode because I have guests, guys. I have guests on this show today. So I had to clean and vacuum. I had to shower. I haven't done that in months, all because we are going to have some lovely guests in the studio here on this episode of Corbin versus the World. We have the band Oxford, who is going to be here today. I saw them play at UMS a couple months ago and was blown away. They are a lovely duo of synth poppers with some lovely, lovely tunes. We are going to be premiering their latest single that is called Warm Bodies in just a little bit. And then we will have a lovely interview with Oxford. And I am very excited about it. We don't normally have guests on this show. There is a very, very complex and intense trial period if you want to be on this show. So rest assured, as you are listening to Oxford speak their beautiful words during this episode, that they had to hurt so many people in order to make this happen. That's not actually true. They're very nice people. But before we get to that interview and before we get to that single premiere, I do have to tell you guys all about my trip to the movies. I finally saw the scary clown movie that everybody's making the big old country fuss about. And I'm glad I saw it mainly so I can criticize it for legitimate reasons instead of reasons I just made up in my head. So I am glad that I saw it for that reason. The FOMO demon finally got to be too much for me. I think I read like my hundredth think piece on it accidentally. And I was like, you know what? I can't sit out this zeitgeist any longer. I have to go see the stupid clown film. So I saw it. I'm not going to tell you specifically how I felt about it. You can go to my blog to find that out. You can go to www.corbinversestheworld.com to find my review of The Joker, along with all of my other lovely blog posts and every episode of the podcast as well. You can find on that website. So that is a work in progress. That website, Corbin versus the World. Check out my review of The Joker. I will say uh, the strongest feeling I had watching that film is that I definitely need to cut my hair soon because I am starting slowly but surely. My hair is starting to morph into that. I'm going to call it the chigur, where it's that it's like the hair that Javier Bardem has in No Country for Old Men that uh, Joaquin Phoenix also has in The Joker. And I feel like I'm starting to get that hair now, that kind of like quasi berries and cream look. And so I, I need to do something to address this very soon because I don't want the cops to think that I am some some sort of copycat. They see me rocking the fleck in public, and that's just not something I want to deal with. So I'm probably going to cut my hair sometime soon. Thank you, Joker, for giving me that lovely lesson. For all of my other thoughts on that, go to my blog at CorbinVersusTheWorld.com. But with that said, 
it is time to get into some tunage. As I said, we are premiering the song Warm Bodies. That is by the band Oxford, and they are going to be here joining us in the studio oh so soon. So please enjoy this lovely dancey dance track. I have enjoyed it very much. I've probably listened to it like 30 times already. Might be a hyperbole, but it is somewhere close to that number. This is Warm Bodies by Oxford. Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing the premiere of the fantastic new song Warm Bodies by Oxford and Miracle Upon Miracles. Oxford is magically here in the studio with us. What's up, Oxford? Hello, hello. 
<laughs> what, what are your non-Oxford names? What are your human names? I'm Rima. And I'm Eric. We saw you guys at UMS uh, just a couple months ago, which was fantastic. You guys performed at Blue Ice, I believe. And I remember you guys saying that this was the first time that you had performed on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wondered if you wanted to tell us a little bit about that experience at UMS performing on stage and just kind of how how that all came to be. Yeah, it was great. It was a great, definitely great first show. And also, I mean, I was pretty drunk the whole time. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's it's, <laughs> We it's have festival. a song called Mezcal, and I kept on asking people to give me Mezcal shots. So I was like, yeah, this is fine. That was pretty, that's yeah. how I, I was like, this band is good. This <laughs> band knows how to put on a show. But yeah, that was a really fantastic time. We just... I mean, we're we're big fans of UMS in general. I've been the last couple of years. I love that format of, of festival. Tree Ford is another favorite. Uh, and so just to be able to play a show like that, where there's a lot of people there to hear about new music, but also like we were at a side stage. It wasn't super high pressure. It was the perfect first show, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. We've got another one coming up in a couple of days and it's like, so much more nerve-wracking because it's a big venue, real place. Like, UMS was perfect for the first one. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Low stakes, but yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a fantastic show. You know, obviously won us over immediately. You guys played a, a pretty substantial set, um, quite a few songs in there. About how long have uh, you been writing music together? Coming up on a year. Um, I think we are first kind of passing back and forth of music started I think it was about November of last year mm. um, just before Thanksgiving because I remember I had a couple kind of demos around Thanksgiving I was like showing my family so yeah I think it's just almost to a year what was the first song that you guys wrote together the first song we wrote together was Be Yours, which was our first single. Mm -hmm. But was Warm Bodies the first one? I think that's the first. I think I sent you like lyrics to Warm Bodies or like a recording. And yeah. then you like produced it. Yeah. So yeah. she recorded it like just into her cell phone playing guitar and singing and sent it to me. And then I kind of built a track around it. Um, and actually it was Warm Bodies. So mm. um, it's fitting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. What was the genesis of Oxford? How did you guys meet, uh, decide to start making music together? Uh, and what are your backgrounds in in the music scene here? I'm a bartender over at this bar called Bar Standard. And there's this party every Wednesday called Steam, uh, presented by The 100. And Eric's basically was like uh, my regular. You know, he comes in all the time. We all have the same friends. And then one day, I think I posted on Facebook and I was like, looking for a producer, you know, something that's like more like in the indie new wave realm. And then mm -hmm. he got back to me and then just sent me like a couple of demos. And then he had the perfect like ear for exactly what I wanted. So then we got together and then we're like, we should probably make a band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened pretty fast once we, once we did connect. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely 100% through the hundred was kind of our connection that, that's a party that I play usually every couple months and then I go quite often when I'm not playing because mm -hmm. they generally do good booking so yeah that's how we connected yeah nice and so you know you guys have uh, another show lined up in about a week you know you've just released your third single and I've read that you are currently working on an EP right now mm -hmm. yeah we don't have like I, I don't think we're that far in the concept of it just yet we're just doing a lot of writing and tr trying to pick out pieces that we might save for that but for now I'd say we're just kind of focused on 
honing our sound, trying to figure out exactly what direction we want to go. I don't think we're in a rush to put out like a full EP. We want to make sure that it's a really high impact when we do come out. With mm-hmm. it, so. so you're still kind of playing around with the sounds exactly, and, yeah. and the identity of the band mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So in terms of when you when you were first getting together, uh, what were the kind of influences that you were that you were trying to go for? Were there any bands in particular or was it kind of an atmosphere or a, or a mood or a room that you had in mind, you know, making your music? For me personally, I am very much into very synth wave 80s, really heavy synth lines. And that is uh, what we discussed when we initially first met each other. I'm like, I want something to sound very um like vintage and kind of takes you back to the better days <laughs> yeah and for me i love collecting things just everything if i i just go down a rabbit hole and i love collecting things and i have a couple synth like i i like collecting musical gear you know synthesizers and stuff like that and i came up on a really good deal for a juno 106 which is like a super famous late 80s synthesizer when I brought it home, like I just started making synth pop. Like there, I didn't have a choice. You like the chorus on it just sounds so iconic. It's an immediate. You immediately recognize it. I'm like, well, shoot, shoot, I need to find somebody <laughs> I gotta to do make something this music with. This. Yeah, <laughs> so, I gotta play with my toy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's essentially all I. The only reason I do anything is playing with toys. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, I mean, that's the dream of any artist yeah. is to take the toys that we had as kids and exactly. make them work for us as <laughs> yeah. adults. Yeah. No, yeah. that's great. You know, you guys have not only brought your lovely selves to this show, but you have also brought some lovely tunes to share as well. So uh, we are going to kick it to a few of those lovely curated tunes in a bit. But when we come back, we are still going to be chit-chatting with Oxford. Would you guys like to talk a little bit about the songs that we have coming up? We each chose three tracks. I think a mix of old favorites, uh, influences, and new favorites. This is Anything by Grace Eyes. Holding hands, silence.
Um, yeah, it's super short song. I think it's like maybe a hair under two minutes. Um, her album for anybody who isn't up on her yet. Second is her newer album. And she is just so awesome. I found her on the Burp FM playlist, the same one that featured our first track. Oh, cool. Um, I'm just super into all, all that she's doing. She seems to be kind of blowing up in the last couple months. And it's just like really kind of raw, feel good, but melancholy, fun pop music. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that was my first pick. Yeah, that Grace Ives track is really, really good. I was yeah. definitely, definitely been sleeping on her, but that... I was like, Whoa. yeah, she kind of, I don't know if it was intentional or not, um, but she kind of did the same thing that you're seeing so much in the era of streaming where people have these super short, really catchy songs. Mm -hmm. And by the time it's over, you're like, I needed a little bit more. So you listen yeah. to it again. Mm -hmm. um, yes. you know, same thing with Old Town Road. It was like, that's part of how it's it did so, so digestible. Well, right? Yeah. And so you get to the end and you're like, I wanted a little bit more. I'm going to re-listen. That's how I am with her, her tracks. I get to the end of it and I immediately restart it because it's so good, but you just need a little bit more. It's like kind of genius. That's something, I've, that's something I've noticed is that recently with, with music, it seems that artists are either releasing extremely abbreviated albums or songs yeah. mm -hmm. or they're releasing these like hour long, hour and a half long epics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to have like something to go for. You know, you're either putting out a single that's bite sized or you're putting out like a concept project. People just aren't going to buy your just average album for no reason. It needs to be compelling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got to be making some, some strong, strong statement. This is your no good.
Chromatics to me is like the most perfect band. Everything like Johnny Jewel touches is mm-hmm. just so aesthetically pleasing. And like their visuals are just as good as their sound and their visuals look like what their sound would mm-hmm. look like. So. Yeah, absolutely fully yeah. formed. Yeah. And that's why I'm okay waiting as long on Dear yeah, Tommy. Yeah, it's like, exactly. no, make it perfect. Yeah. <laughs> make it your version of perfect. Yes, definitely. That's so good. This is Kinky Love by Pale Saints, originally by Nancy Sermon. So bad. 
Uh, it's super fun. You know, I think Pale Saints, like, you know, really awesome 90s dream pop. Um, but that song in particular is, if you're familiar with it, you would know. But it's a, actually a cover of a Nancy Sinatra song. Oh. Um, from, God, what was it? Like early 70s mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a cool cover. It's the original is like, you know, very tight kind of of the era. Mm-hmm. But I think their flip is just so unique and like kind of psychedelic yeah it's got Um, a dream very dream pop uh atmosphere to Mm -hmm. it yeah i just love a repurposing of a track in a way like that you know i i I don't always love covers Mm -hmm. um you know especially if you're not bringing anything new to the table but i felt like that one really brought a lot to the table and that was we actually have a track that we i think have tabled it was heavily inspired by that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it was called head off it was kind of like um a love song from the perspective of a serial, serial killer. killer. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah, it's kind of shelved for now. I don't know that it fits in with the rest of our catalog, but it was sure. kind of in the exploration phases. We were kind of playing around with a lot of the more dream pop as opposed to the synth pop side of things. But I just, I'm a big fan of Pale Saints. Um, and, and that's like a more recent obsession for me. I, I was, you know, three years old when that came out. So I, I wasn't up on that until... Um, my adult life. So it's always kind of fun to discover stuff when you're older. That's one of my favorite things when you're, when you're music digging and, and you get turned on to a band yeah. from like 20 or 30 years ago mm-hmm. and you, you hear tracks like that and you not only, you know, you not only hear something new and exciting, but you also hear bands that you love yeah. and you hear their influence in, in that as well. And it's so cool. Like those moments of recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kinky love song is a good song. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. I haven't like listened to that in a while. Yeah, I need I needed some new tunage, so I'm very glad that 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 entered my life because definitely the Grace Ives for sure. I am definitely going to be listening to that album for sure tonight and going down that rabbit hole. But it's always nice to find new avenues. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, she's kind of blowing up right now. Like I think when we were on that Burp FM playlist together, she I remember following her. I think she had less than two thousand on Instagram, and really? now she's like she. I think last night she played a show in San Francisco. Um, she played in LA. She was like on some MTV thing. So she's getting, you know, seemingly, I, I don't know her. I don't know her personally, like, mm-hmm. but it seems like she's doing really well and she definitely deserves it. She's yeah. great. She's so talented. Yeah. Songwriter. Mm-hmm. It's always cool to kind of get on a ground floor with, yeah. with an indie artist and kind of see mm-hmm. to track that as they go along. Yeah. Oh, by the way, welcome back to Corbin versus the world. We are still with Oxford and we are talking tunes. We are talking all about their delightful life as artists, as uh, wonderful people working in Denver. So still talking a little bit of tunage. Are there any bands in Denver that you are really grooving on right now? Any groups in particular that you really enjoy? My friend Connor has this band. I think they used to be called Babe Grenade, but I think it's called Star Garbage now. Oh, I love both. both of, I love <laughs> yeah. both of those. You could switch in both nights and it'd be fine. Yeah, uh, he, she's. It's also a female fronted um, band, which I have you know a soft spot for. But they make music like The Kills, like Dead Weather oh, type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. They have a show on Monday that I'm gonna go to. Cool. Like super like DIY vibe. Yeah. 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 Well, that was the whole vibe I got at UMS was mm-hmm. that all of these bars and all these yeah. like coffee shops and totally. all these places, like the auto body shop and whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. All, so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's so wild. And they're just like, nope, we're going to make it work. And I was like, this is so dope. Yeah. This is so cool. Yeah, Blue Eyes was cool. 
I was surprised. I thought they had a stage for some reason. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're just on the <laughs> nope. floor. No, nope. we're even just better. doing it. We're, we're in the <laughs> yeah. pit. It yeah. kind of made me feel better, honestly. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have, I only see like the people that's in the front, which yeah. is like people I know in real life. So mm-hmm. I was just like, thank God it's just you guys. Because exactly. like, you've seen me sing a bunch of times. So. It's like not there. You like have those security people. I think that's yeah. a good tactic to have if you're performing for the first time. You mm. just get like a fleet of security people yeah, to yeah. sit in the front row. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good insurance blanket. <laughs> that's good. During our little musical break, we heard a song by the Chromatics. And I, I remember thinking, listening to the Chromatics song and then also listening to your music. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of influence there. And one of the things I love about Chromatics is that uh, they've done soundtracks mm. uh, for for film and TV. And I was thinking... What what would the Oxford soundtrack movie be? What kind of movie would you guys set your particular sound to? A dark romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like teen coming of age party comedy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But like maybe yeah. maybe like early twenties, yeah. still yeah. kind of awkward. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a weekend at Bernie's or like a standby me where yeah. they find a dead body or something. So yeah. then you have the dark. Yeah. You have yeah. the dark in there. Yeah. It has to be a little dark. It, exactly. You need just that little that little twenty first century Definitely. edge to yeah. it. Get a get a Heather's vibe going. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I think we can get a screen. We can get a good screenplay. Going. I hope so. That's like one of my biggest if dreams is to curate a soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm do a lot of film. And I just want like music and film to interject with each other eventually in my life. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned a little bit before the interview started that you do uh, that you do acting as well. That yeah. you do film. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I've been acting for a little while now. It's cool. I like it. You know, <laughs> a bunch of theater nerds. Mm-hmm. We all know. I feel it. So. Yeah, it's really great. I love uh, filming. I love any aspect of art in general and it's like self-expression. And, you know, acting is really cool because oftentimes you get to be somebody else and see things from different people's perspective. Mm-hmm. And craft service is awesome, man. <laughs> crafty is the best. <laughs> crafty is the best. That's really the real reason why mm-hmm. I like acting. It's crafty. My, my best friend, she's a PA and does prop work. Mm-hmm. And so I've heard a lot of secondhand. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely know the film set life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you also mentioned that you are in an Amazon Prime series yeah, as well. Yeah, so uh, we, I have an Amazon Prime uh, film coming out. It's a horror anthology. It's called 1031. Neat. I think it's premiering October 27th. Fitting, yeah. fitting. So it's a it's a horror film, and I'm I'm one of the segment in it, and it's just it's cool. Yeah, cool. you get to see me scream a lot. Oh, neat! <laughs> Tons of blood. Doing it, the horror the, thing. The producer is, um, I believe, it's the guy from Evanescence, Rocky oh. Gray. I don't know. Rocky who, Gray. Yeah. Okay. That's, what band is he from? Yeah. Well, driver for Evanescence. Yeah. That is. Oh, look at you! Yeah, I, just, I knew it. Cool. I knew it. That is so cool, man. Damn, I was like, dude, if it's not Evanescence, I'm going to feel like yeah. such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is amazing. You are, you are Kevin Bacon removed. We, yeah. are all, we are all collectively Kevin Bacon from Evanescence okay. right now. I am in the company of, of brilliance. <laughs> That's so good. Wake me up. Um, oh, oh, my, my God. God. That, was just, that, that was a curveball. That yeah. was a curveball. That, that, that threw me off my dance steps a little bit. That was good. I enjoyed um, it. Uh, right. Speaking of dance moves, a um, lot of grooviness in the songs that you brought. Um, and obviously, I loved your guys' music because I could dance my ass off, and that's like a prerequisite for on my favorite band checklist. Um, and so I was wondering, are there any songs, because this was an experience I had at UMS where I was like, I'm tired, 
it's time for me to go home. I'm turning into a pumpkin. It's time to go. And I was on my way out and I heard Retrofet playing Blind by yeah. Hercules and Love mm-hmm. Affair. And I was oh, like, yeah. never mind. Yeah. I'm going back in. Are there any songs for you guys that are just like that instant like catnip yes. where it's like, I'm going in. Like I, I'm, I'm back to full strength. Let's Mine go. is 100% New Order Blue Monday. Hell yeah. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, I'm coming back in. It's like Popeye's spinach. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that question for so long so really? I can say that answer. <laughs> <laughs> so it can finally be on the record. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what mine would be. My mine changes. I go through yeah. weird like phases mm. where I get obsessed with like a few things. Yeah, I have like a weekly. Moment. For yeah. me, for me, it's a David Hasselhoff cover, but that's a completely oh, different conversation <laughs> nice. right now. That's um, a certain love a good dude. Yeah. There is a there is a David Hasselhoff cover album that came out like a month ago. And I cannot stop listening to it. Is it David Hasselhoff covering covering? other songs or people covering David Hasselhoff? No, it's David Hasselhoff Hasselhoff covering other bands and himself. He covers his own song, Jump In My Car, on there. I think it's produced by Jack Antonoff from Bleachers. But it's insane. He's got, uh, there's a cover of Sweet Caroline on there that he got uh, Ministry to feature on. I'm not making any of this up. What? It's literally like industrial Sweet Caroline <laughs> with David Hasselhoff on vocals. It's a dark dream come true. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. That's <laughs> I'm, light a couple candles. Yeah. Straight up. That's the only way to do it. Because I was like, I was listening through like my Spotify recommended and I was I was jamming. I was like, this this kicks. This mm-hmm. is good. And then I looked at the artist. And I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> are you? <laughs> what? And well, you know, what is it about David Hasselhoff? Every time tensions with Russia seem to be boiling <laughs> over, he just comes out of the woodwork. He's like the doomsday clock. Yeah. It's like, oh no. He's a harbinger of oh. the second Cold War. So does that, does that mean that when the new Kung Fury movie comes out, we're just doomed? It? <laughs> it's like, that's that's critical Hoff. It's inevitable. We're, we yeah. reach critical Hoff mass. <laughs> That David Hasselhoff cover album, it's actually, I was singing its praises to Chris earlier, it's unironically in my top 10 of the year right now. I'm like, I can't, I can't stop listening to it. I trust your judgment, so we're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. Yeah, it opens, the very first track is a, is a cover of a song by, uh, have you ever heard the Kings of the New Church? They're like they were like, like a, a Celt, a Celtic. Uh, they're like band? a goth rock super mm. group was the way that was described. I love goth rock. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like it's super Curie, Cynthia, Depeche Mode. Oh. But I was like, and it, I was like, this is an obscure ass choice yeah. by the Hoff. This yeah. is it for an for an opener too. The um, Hoff probably know. He probably has like such a crazy, like vinyl collection, or just like just his catalog it, of music is probably so obscure. It, I, it I, also just make yeah, it just makes sense coming from him. Like the slice of time when he was popular, I think is that same slice of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is wholly he is wholly embraced. I oh, think yeah. his hoffness mm-hmm. in, in all of its essence. Like, you got to lean into it, right? You like, any, absolutely. If you try and run away from it, it's you're going to look like a clown. You got to lean into <laughs> it. <laughs> That's my cat. That is my capsule review of the album. Is David Hasselhoff finally comes into his own. Yeah. <laughs> 30, 30, 40 year long journey finally culminates in this work. Anyway, welcome to our David Hasselhoff career retrospective. <laughs> My name is Corbin David Alba. I'm here with Oxford. So you have the show that is coming up next week. Do you have anything else that is further on the docket for you in the future of Oxford? 
Yeah, we don't have we don't have any more shows on the books right now. We kind of have been cautiously playing shows. We've kind of had a, a couple opportunities come up here and there, but mm-hmm. we really don't want to overdo it. Sure. Um, especially just kind of so early in figuring it out. So after we get the, through this show, we have a couple tracks that we need to finish producing. Like we have mm-hmm. a couple tracks written that we played at UMS that mm-hmm. we've been working on that we're ready to go into the studio and, and lay those down. So I think probably after this show until about the first of the year, we'll be primarily writing. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then I think next, you know, early next year, we'll be back on it, trying to play some more shows and um, things like that. But I, I, I think we're ready to focus. After UMS, we took a little bit of a break. Like it was just so much work preparing for that. Mm. We ju- we were really like in a sprint for from the time that mm-hmm. we released Be Yours at the end of May until UMS was a sprint for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we took a little bit of time off and then... You went to Burning Man, didn't I you? I did, yeah. Yeah. I did. That's a way to blow off steam. It was, yeah. yeah. To I, burn this, off I, steam. <laughs> I called this year my old man burn because I really <laughs> like... I did a lot of daytime stuff. I slept a lot. There was not one night where I stayed out all night, which like some people would say like, why even go? But yeah, I called it my old man burn and it was probably my favorite burn. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was a burn of introspection. exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we took a little bit of a break. Now we've been kind of getting back into it. And yeah, I think we're just ready to get back to the studio. You know, I think there's not just two types of bands, but there's bands that are like really players like mm-hmm. musicians mm-hmm. people who just jam a lot you know we're definitely more studio based i'm not yeah. going to mm-hmm. try and front like we're both incredible musicians like we really stumble through it and try and make things work and we're really passionate about the writing and getting things just right um but at least for me personally i'm so much more comfortable in the studio than mm-hmm. i am on stage mm-hmm. no that's really so, that's a really cool thing to hear though yeah. that that you know that's that's something all artists have their own have their own processes in terms of yeah. creating their own work. And especially, you know, with you guys being on the ground floor and creating your own identity right yeah. now. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I just love writing and being in the studio and recording. I think we both are very similar in that aspect. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to perform. I'm a Leo. Just kidding. <laughs> but, there it is. But I do, I love writing just every day in general. If I could just write all day, every day and not have to do anything else, that's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My studio is almost done, too. We've been almost like your studio in here, except about a third of the size. I'm building a studio in my garage, and it's almost ready to button up. And I have a lot of gear that just isn't set up because my house is so small. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend, I think, just got sick of having our living room be a studio. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to get... A live workspace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited. I I think once that's set up, we're going to crank out yeah, a lot for of sure. music. Once you yeah. have the Oxford factory. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's definitely. awesome. Mass produce hits. Yep. And it's going to be cold out. So like it won't overheat in the studio. Because oh, it gets so hot in studios sometimes. I mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. Yeah. Studios always kind of take on the, the extreme temperatures mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, an, I had another question that just sure. occurred to me for, for your acting. Do you ever think about having a character that you kind of or a persona that you carry on stage with you when you perform? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Her name is Rims. <laughs> it is. It's yes. yeah. That's why I always wear the wigs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not that charismatic in real life. I think I'm really awkward. But when I'm on stage, I know how to be like, 
turn it on. Yeah. I just like make really bad movie references yeah. all day. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, sure. Yeah, definitely. It's really it's like gorillas. You know yeah. how they there's always the the characters in one yeah. so I try to evoke that when I'm on stage. Definitely. That's really cool. Yeah. It's totally true that like before our first show when we were rehearsing, we were like rehearsing banter and stuff because the set was longer than the music we'd written to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we need to have some banter, we need to do all this. And I was kind of planning on taking the lead and we got there and I just was very nervous and Rima was just like yeah it was the Rima show it yeah, was she and so it. uh yeah rims came out and, yeah she uh, came out she's crazy well that's why like you kept saying like this is the first time I've been on stage and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> what it's, the, it's all that theater yeah all that theater exactly. training yeah, yeah. came through <laughs> mm-hmm. comes through in a big way yeah uh very cool so we are about to kick it to some more tunes some more lovely tunes that you guys have curated for us This is I Can Change by LCD Sound System.
Do you think that there's a bad choice with LCD sound there's, system? Do you think there's ever no. like a bad call when it comes? No, no there. There's a mediocre call. A mediocre well, not call. Not like a bad call. I've never been like, I don't like this LCD no. sound system mm-hmm. song. But exactly. I've, yeah. It's like, oh, I accidentally put on like the 10 minute song. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not skipping yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. this is just where yeah. I'm going to be for 10 minutes yeah. now. They're easily one of my favorite bands of all time. You know, James Murphy is easily one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think his writing style is works very well with mine. So a lot mm. of the songs that I write, he's very strongly influenced. Maybe because he's like a little bit in my range. He's a little bit electro, but a little bit talking heads, like a little bit this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also not afraid of just writing like a good pop song. Mm. You know, it's not like too cool. I don't. This is just all the things that I like. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We love LCD. I saw him at Coachella. Oh, nice. My biggest, my biggest regret in, in missed concert opportunities when I was in high school, I missed seeing the arcade fire play, uh, with LCD sound system opening for them. And that I, if I could go back in time and you missed the zeitgeist, you idiot. I think I was really getting into them right when they were stopping playing shows, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it was like 2007 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I just missed it. And it was like, well, this sucks. (laughs) Darn it. And then when they came to Red Rocks two years ago, the back from the dead tour, Mm -hmm. I went the first night and partied. Like I had a great time, but I I honestly drank too much. Like I could barely remember it, but I knew I had a great time. (laughs) But the next, so on the way home, we were like, that was amazing. They're playing again tomorrow. Let's get another ticket. Mm -hmm. The next night I stayed sober and really enjoyed the show. So like together, I had the perfect experience. (laughs) (laughs) One show that was perfect. (laughs) East and West. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. LCD sound system. That's such an important uh, group for me too. you know, growing up. I'm Mm -hmm. just I love, you know, it's the same reason why I love your guys's music is it's got that strong dancey beat. Yeah. You know, it's got the confessional lyrics, the personal lyrics, and it's just it's just hooks. It just hits you everywhere. Hooks everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And then our second song. Um, This is Hey by the Pixies.
classic. Yeah. <laughs> Best yeah. song ever. I, I don't know. It, it yeah. almost stand, it stands alone. It, it's, yeah. it, single-handedly, in my opinion, has the best bass line of all time. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right. It's just like that bass line just carries. And not oftentimes I hear a bass line that really just carries a song. To me, I always hear like guitars yeah. or solos, but that bass line is just so simple. Dun, 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 dun. It's just like, you can't, yeah. I, I, you can't have a best bass line not in the genre of funk. Like, I'm sorry, but that's it's no, not a conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Hey has the best baseline of all time for me. We we, yeah. we, we can compartmentalize. That might yeah. not be a bad competition to have mm. on the show at yeah. some point is the best baseline. So that time. would be a fun uh, playlist to put together for sure. That would be an amazing. Um, I would have a lot of fun with yeah, that. Yeah, that would be like top 10 best. Be- top 10 best, best baselines. Base that's, that's an elocution yeah. exercise yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. Before you audition, there's a really great remix of that song, the Pixie song, that from I want to say like 2009 Hollerboard era, Baltimore Club era Diplo uh-huh. uh, called cool. "Must Be a Devil." It's so <laughs> good. I've played. I, it, it almost sounds like country club music. Like it has like some harmonica <laughs> in it. Yeah, um, not like Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, levels, no, not like, like yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, that's a. Cl- Timeless classic. Hey, listen, I am not about to talk shit Rednecks. on Rednecks. We just got done singing the praises of David Hasselhoff yeah. in this church. True. We're not about to slag uh, poor Rednecks. Yeah. Yeah. But it is it is quite good. Yeah. We were actually talking on the the drive in, just like Diplo's career, how much like how much the music he's making has changed. For better or worse, you know, he's getting his money. But that sort of hollerboard era of, of stuff it's was timeless. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like the like the OG hipsters, of, yeah. you know, like dance or just like mixing different things together. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that Pixies remix is so It's good. so fire. I, I'm not even going to lie. I heard that song first and oh, then really? I heard yeah. the Pixies. <laughs> and I was like, what, what sample is what this? What is this? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is this? It's yeah. so good. That's wild. I think there was a, at least a couple semesters in college where I just listened exclusively to the Pixies because mm-hmm. yeah. it just captures a certain mm-hmm. a yeah. certain feeling. It's like ordinary aesthetic. people doing extraordinary things. Yeah, Pixies. yeah. <laughs> they all look like they could be like like our parents. Exactly. You know, like it's like we your next door neighbor. Normcore on the yeah, drive. Normcore. So the gods of Normcore. <laughs> No, that's what was so cool about that that original underground indie scene mm. was that it was just it was just random Joes. Like you yeah. look at like Black Flag and stuff. They, I mean, they look like nerds. Yeah, they yeah, just look yeah. like dorks. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what is what is the story of? Um, was it Doug Marsh from from Built to Spill? He like he was on tour and he almost got kicked out of the hotel because they thought he was just like. A random person <laughs> didn't wandering the hotel. Oh <laughs> They're like, "Excuse me, sir, you can't be here." Because he, I mean, he dressed very modestly. He's just like a, I mean, he's a shredder and an incredible songwriter. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't look the part. He just yeah. looks like someone's uncle. Or something. <laughs> that's, like, yeah, oh, that's awesome. I love that. I think like that's what I've noticed. Like with with artists, is that you know you said like there's not just two bands, but I think there are two kinds of artists. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. as you get older you either dress more and more like a conservative grandpa mm-hmm. or like Elton John. Yeah, and there's exactly. like, there's, <laughs> you don't, there's no mean that you yeah. would regress to. I'm, I'm definitely Elton John. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For yeah sure. Do all or nothing. You can't be halfway. Like I'm dressed normal, but I have a conversation piece on and I, <laughs> you look like you're cosplaying something. You're not, like, you're not really doing it. You're cosplaying <laughs> as a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> this is my suit. Yeah. This is what I wear when I'm around people. <laughs> Excellent. And then that brings us to our third. 
This is Nobody by Leisure featuring Coldplay. freaking love gold link I yo i just turned on to gold link yeah. and i am digging i remember digging. i saw gold link at one up remember when they used to do shows yeah. at one up that was wild i mm-hmm. think i was like 17 how did i even that get was- in <laughs> magic yeah the same 17 year old magic the same promoter shout out to brennan uh option four he was throwing those shows at one up 
um, who does throws the Steam Wednesdays where we met. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting to see Jamie XX for f- like five dollars on a Wednesday what? night at yeah, an arcade—it was wild. It was amazing. That's yeah. silliness. Yeah, that's so cool. I was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think we've had this conversation. conversation yeah, we were about that. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this track is great. I love Leisure. Leisure reminds me of. Do you guys like remember that band from back in the early two thousands? It's called Under the Influence of Giants. Under the. Uh, oh yeah. I don't. It's that's like, like Blockhouse era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I had a Mama's Room like electro remix that was oh, so good. Or I, is it called Mama's Room? It's Mama's Room. Yeah. I literally was listening because when we were writing the song that we're writing right now, I was just like, this reminds me of Oh, the falsetto? Yeah. Huh? yeah. I was like, this is so that era. But, I wanted to put that on the queue. Yeah, yeah. Leisure is just really great. Their album in 2017, I think that was like my favorite album of that year. And every single song on that album is just like such a banger. But this song is a lot slower and more R&B. I mean, it has Gold Link in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just very... um funky and groovy it's a very it's a very laid back Mm -hmm. it's very mellow and i'm really i'm starting to uh appreciate that more mellow Mm -hmm. uh that more mellow side of electronic music Mm because i've i've always just you know wanted to dance and thrash around and so that's always been my first impulse so when i hear synths but i don't hear you know the thump and drums on the floor exactly you know it's taken me a while but i'm really starting to gain more of an appreciation Mm -hmm. for those softer sounds and, and definitely yeah, I'm like super manic, so I love listening to mellow songs because it calms me out. Because mm-hmm. if I listen to just constantly like bang, 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 I'm just going to go crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go break the law. Yeah. So, <laughs> which right happens here. quite often. And, yeah. and I have. <laughs> it's all the music. It's not my fault. We've it's, all broken the law yeah. here. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. That's the new EP. It's called Breaking the Law. It's going to be a just Judas Priest covers. Yeah. <laughs> I could actually get down on a synth pop Judas Priest oh cover album. Oh my gosh, album. wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's another yes. thing we could explore. Just file that one away, yep. just in case one day drunk in the studio. Fuck okay, yeah. let's do this. That's, why not? <laughs> let's do Hellbent for Leather, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. NOCO FM is a 24-7 internet radio station. A little different, isn't it? Always streaming at www.noco.fm. We play all types of music from all over the world. Rock, hip-hop, indie, electronic. Everything has a place at NOCO FM. Well, except for bluegrass. There are other places that you can hear that. Thank you for listening to NOCO FM. Here's something you might not know. NOCO FM is also a podcast network producing one-of-a-kind programming like the show you're enjoying right now. We have talk shows, original comedy, music shows curated by real people, and a lot more. So, if you like what you're hearing, make NOCO FM a part of your day and tell your friends. Remember, that's www.noco.fm. All right, welcome back to Corbin versus the World. I am here in the studio with Oxford, lovely synth pop band out of Denver, super up and coming, super wonderful. They are sharing their time with us. But unfortunately, we are just closing out this lovely, lovely show. And so first of all, thank you both for for sharing this time in the studio. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. It's been fun. Absolutely. It's been a total pleasure. But um, before we split, I think that it's important. One thing that I like to do on this show is give back to the community, you know, give it's important. It is. It's very important. You know, people are not only getting cooler by listening to this, to this show, Mm -hmm. but they're also becoming better humans. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in that light, I want to make sure that, you know, listeners come away with, with a moral or a lesson. Sure. 
And especially in these uh, spooky October months, you've got to be aware of certain dangers. And I thought, Eric, uh, you had a story that you would like to share with us on that note. Yeah, I just want to alert people about the dangers of carving jack-o'-lanterns. You know, <laughs> it's there's a lot of worry around Halloween. Am I going to get is my child going to get kidnapped? Are they going to get a Jolly Rancher that has a needle full of heroin in it. Story of my life. Uh, is, are, they, are we giving away edibles? You know, there's all these big, spooky, <laughs> scary things that happen around Halloween, but nobody talks about the most imminent danger, um, which is pumpkin splinters. The hidden shadow. Yes. Pumpkin splinters. Pumpkin splinters. Now, if you're not familiar with what a pumpkin splinter is, let me uh, regale you. I do not know. So please, <laughs> these are virgin ears to this yeah. danger. So a couple years ago, I went to a bar-hosted jack-o'-lantern carving party at Stoney's cool. uh, in Denver. And, you know, you just grab a pumpkin. They kind of have like a little pumpkin carving contest. And, you know, you you cut in. Oh, well, you know, you got to do the poker first. Right. You, you know, got to do the pokey. You, you got to do the, the proper pokey. process. Exactly. Or so, the jack-o'-lantern police will come yeah. and arrest you. Um, but what I'm saying here, you know, they say like a sharp kitchen knife is the safest kitchen knife. Yes. Um, and same thing with a pumpkin. You know, I was using one of those flimsy sets. I can't believe it's not a knife. Yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't even use this on an airplane. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So in there, you know, popping holes, carving my pumpkin and, um, you know, you go to push the... Yeah, pumpkin through into it. You know, once you've hollowed it out, you got to like push through the eye mm-hmm, to consecrate and the pulp. Exactly. And because I was using a bad knife, uh, <laughs> my cuts weren't super clean. And so there was like a sliver of pumpkin that got somehow jammed into like the side of my thumbnail. <laughs> uh, and it, it hurt at the time. And it was like, whatever, no big deal. I pulled it out. And went about my time finishing my super sweet pumpkin like a champion. Yeah, naturally. But about a a couple days later, it started to hurt. And then a couple <laughs> days later, it started to feel hot. And it oh, swelled no. up super huge on the side of my thumb. Basically, it was just like this gross yellow, like pus-filled wound. Pump- pumpkin infestation. Yes, from a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it was like a pumpkin pimple on my thumb. And so I, I did- think that's a Primus song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, it will be album. Soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Lennon Claypool delivery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I had to go to the like I had to go to the doctor and get it drained. And I don't really go to the doctor. This was the only yeah, time no. I've been to the doctor since I've lived in Denver until six Smart. months ago. Smart. But the doctor was like, "All right, I'm going to drain this, and it's going to be really gross if you want to film it." <laughs> uh, and of course, it was like a really like young, cool, hip doctor. Hip doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so embarrassing. I literally have a a pumpkin wound, like from making a jack o' lantern. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a jack jackass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a jackass. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, be careful when carving your pumpkins. Get good tools, and um, that's good. That was yeah. like a house episode waiting to happen. Yeah, exactly. That was like danger averted. <laughs> So we will definitely be aware in the future to not only be aware of your very good tunes, but also aware yes. of the dangers I of would, those pumpkin if splinters. If you take one thing from the show, let it be pumpkin splinters. <laughs> Anything you else. Know, our music is, is, you know, cool, extra bonus if, if you caught it, but be careful. You can't, you can't <laughs> listen to Oxford if you're dead. Yes. <laughs> it's that true. simple. That's it's true. that simple. One thing in front of the other. <laughs> So thank you once again, guys, for sharing your time with us. And since we are just uh, rolling out, did you guys have any fun shout outs, social media, upcoming shows, friend shows that we haven't already touched on? 
Shout last out, minute shout, shout out. Shout out to Eric's dogs who are always in the studio Ooh, with us. We love the dogs. And my cat. And your cat. <laughs> she winked at me the other day. Very important. What are, what are their names? It's you. Junebug and Elliot, Good. named after Elliot Smith. I love that. Uh, and then Isa is our cat. If you follow us on your socials Ooh. at Oxford Music, X-O-X-F-O-R-D. All right. Cool beans. Well, friendos, Kim Gordon has a fantastic new album out, and we are going to play a track off of her new album. So we will close out with that. My name is Corbin David Albaugh. This has been me with Oxford lighting up the studio. Thank you very much for your time, listeners. Catch you next time. Appreciate you. Even go away. Sex away.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.